The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson and I will take you down a gridiron and memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss some of the lesser known college football historical oddities from every team in the Pac-12 conference. And I figure I better get this in before realignment. So we will concentrate on the lesser known historical oddities, which means, for example, the seven laterals on that last play of the game in 1982, where Kevin Moe ran into Gary Tyrell's trombone as Cal defeated Stanford. That didn't make our list because most fans are aware of the game. And as most fans are aware of the game, we are concentrating on the lesser known oddities. So starting in alphabetical order, here we go. Arizona Wildcats. The first is in a three-season stretch from 1900 to 1902. Every game the Arizona Wildcats played was a shutout. See, here's what happened. In 1900, the Wildcats won their first three games by a combined score of 141 to nothing. And then the coin flipped on them, and they were shut out in their last game 6 to nothing by the Phoenix Indians. Now, next season rolls around. It's 1901. The Wildcats shut out four of the five teams they faced by a combined score of 115 to zero. And again, the coin flipped on them as they were shut out by the Phoenix Indians 13 to nothing. 1902 rolls around. The Wildcats went 5-0, and yes, they shut out every team they faced by a combined score of 134 to nothing. No, they did not face the Phoenix Indians that season. The second lesser-known historical oddity involves H.B. Galbraith, who was the head coach of Arizona for two seasons in 1908 and 1909 and compiled an 8-1 record. See, in his two seasons as the Wildcats coach, Coach Galbraith's version of the Wildcats won every game he coached except for the very last one, and that was a 23-11 to loss to New Mexico. Arizona State Sun Devils, the first lesser-known historical oddity. Now follow this. Arizona's first season of college football was in 1897, 1897, and at that time, Arizona was not a state. It was a territory. So they played through the 1906 season except for the 1898 and 1901 seasons. They kept playing then, the Arizona State University Normal School, as they were known back then, stopped playing for seven years. So ASU did not play again until 1914. They had the seven-year hiatus. Now think about it for a second. Arizona became a state in 1912. What does this all mean? What does it all come to? Arizona State played football for eight years when it was a territory, long before it was a state. And then for the first two years it was a state, Arizona State didn't play at all. Second known, lesser known historical oddity. In 1903 and 1904, Arizona State University posted back-to-back undefeated 
untied, and unscored upon seasons, compiling a 6-0 record. This is one of the rarest feats in college football, posting back-to-back seasons of never allowing a point. And in this two-season stretch, they simply went unchallenged. The closest game was a pair of 15-0 shutouts. California Golden Bears. The first of the lesser-known historical oddities is that coaches Andy Andy Smith's teams from 1920 to 1929 posted a 50-game consecutive unbeaten streak. That's 5-0, people. And during that 50-game unbeaten streak, Coach Smith's Golden Bears posted five consecutive undefeated seasons from 1920 to 1924. And each team, except for the 1924 team, earned at least a split national championship. Now, for reference, Coach Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners posted that 47-game winning streak in the 1950s, but it was a 48-game unbeaten streak. Coach Smith here at Cal, it was 50 games in a row where they did not lose over a six-season stretch. For the second lesser-known historical oddity, we just discussed that Bears dynasty in the 1920s, but see, the Cal Golden Bears had another dynasty, and in some ways it was more impressive. For two seasons, from 1884 to 1885, with no head coach, California was undefeated and untied and unscored upon, going six wins, no losses, one tie. For they had done one of the rarest feats in college football history, going back-to-back seasons of not allowing a single point in 1884 and 1885. Colorado Buffaloes. The first of the lesser-known historical oddities was a rough beginning for the Colorado football program. Colorado's first played football in 1890, and that season consisted of four games. Now, in the first game, the Denver Athletic Club shut them out 20 to nothing. In their second game of their first season ever, Colorado Mines shut them out as well, but they shut them out by a score of 103 to nothing. In the third game of the season, Colorado College shut them out 44 to nothing. So finally, In the last game of their inaugural season, Colorado scored but lost to Colorado Mines in a rematch, 50-4. The second lesser-known historical oddity for Colorado is that the Denver Athletic Club proved to be one really tough opponent for Colorado in a three-year stretch from 1895 to 1897. See, for three seasons, Colorado was dominant against every team they faced except one. Colorado went 17-2. And they shut out 14 of the 19 opponents. But those two losses were against the Denver Athletic Club as they went 0-2, losing 22-10 and 8-0. Oregon Ducks. The first of the lesser-known historical oddities was a very unusual season in 1900. A most unusual season, actually. Oregon was shut out in the first three games. 5-0, 5 34-0. So after suffering three straight shutouts, they flipped the coin. And then the Webfoots, that's what they were called back then, the Webfoots, they posted shutouts of their own in the last four games, shutting out the last four opponents they saw. Two to nothing, 21 to nothing, zero to zero tie, and 43 to nothing. So they finished three wins, three losses, one tie, with streaks of being shut out three games in a row, and then shutting out their opponents four games in a row. The second lesser-known historical oddity occurred in week two of the 1910 season, 
when the Oregon Webfords defeated Puget Sound 115 to nothing. So they topped the century mark. Oregon scored over 100 points in the first time in program's history. Then in the last game of the same season, after they had scored over 100 points in that earlier game, in stark contrast, Oregon themselves were shut out by Montnomath Athletic Club 5 to nothing as they finished the season 4-1. Oregon State Beavers. Beavers quarterback Terry Baker is the only player to ever win the Heisman Trophy and play in the NCAA Men's Final Four. Uh, he was a point guard in the Final Four, and yeah, he started. The second lesser-known historical oddity is that Oregon State, back then they were called the Oregon Agricultural Aggies, played its first game in 1893. Now, what was unusual about this is that the school's president, his name was John Bloss. His son, so the school's president's son, his name was William Bloss. And William Bloss was both the quarterback and the coach of the Oregon Agricultural Aggies. So your quarterback and coach was the president's son, William Bloss, and they won their first game, 62 to nothing over Albany College, and eventually posted a 4-1 record in that inaugural season. As for the Stanford Cardinal, I did a podcast on this first lesser-known historical oddity. I don't know if it is a lesser-known one, but I'm going to try it out here. The Stanford Cardinal football program is jam-packed with these iconic football coaches, names that serve as the cornerstone to the sport that we love. Here are just a few of the names of the Stanford Cardinal coaches. Now, get this. Who coached at Stanford? Walter Camp, the father of American football. Fielding Yost who did not lose a game from 1901 to the last game of the season in 1905. Pop Warner, who's coached for 42 years, hosting 311 wins. Clark Shaughnessy, who coached 31 years and is credited with modernizing both the T formation and the forward pass. How about Bill Walsh, considered by many to be the greatest offensive mind the sport has ever seen. And I even haven't gotten to John Walston or Dennis Green or Tyrone Willingham, or Jim Harbaugh, or David Shore. Anyway, that was the first lesser-known historical oddity. The second is the tie in the Rose Bowl. The tie, Stanford 7, Alabama 7. Now, what was unusual about this was the way it ended, but this is a battle of coaching legends. Pop Warner, 10-0 Stanford team. Wade Wallace's 9-0 Alabama team. In front of over 57,000, a record crowd in the Rose Bowl. And UPI called it the Football Championship of America. The game was the first coast-to-coast play-by-play radio broadcast. Now, Stanford took a 7-0 lead. So Stanford Cardinal goes up 7-0 in the first quarter on this 63-yard drive that culminated with a five-yard touchdown pass. And they held that score 7-0 until the last three minutes of the game. So in the last three minutes of the game, Stanford is still leading 7-0. They were facing a fourth down from their own 42, so they would go back to punt. But Alabama punts, uh, blocks the punt and recovers at the Cardinal 14. And four plays later, Alabama scores its lone touchdown so that that 1927 Rose Bowl ended in a classic tie. UCLA Bruins. Well, the first lesser-known historical oddity is that in 1939, UCLA posted a strange undefeated season. See, the season began with a 6-2 defeat of TCU. The Bruins went on to win five of their first six games, and they started a season five wins, no losses, one tie. 
So there they are sitting there, five wins, no losses, one tie. And then in this wild, strange turn of events, the Bruins tied three of the last four games. So they finished the season undefeated. Yes, undefeated. But here was their record. Six wins, no losses, four ties. For the second lesser-known historical oddity, I did a podcast on this as well. I don't know how lesser-known it is, but it's the 1954 UCLA Bruins. 1954 UCLA Bruins who never went to the Rose Bowl. See, Coach Red Sanders' 1954 Bruins led the nation in scoring 41 points a game, scoring defense four points per game. They were utterly dominant. They defeated Washington 72 to nothing, and then the following week defeated Oregon State 61 to nothing. So that's outscoring Washington and Oregon State 133 to zero in back-to-back games. They posted five shutouts in a seven-game stretch, but they never made it to the Rose Bowl because the year before they played in the Rose Bowl. And back then, the Pacific Coast Conference didn't allow you to play in two consecutive Rose Bowls. So they didn't get a chance to face Ohio State in what would have been a de facto national championship game. As a result, the 54 Bruins went 9-0, one of the greatest teams in history, did not go to the Rose Bowl, and earned a split national championship. USC Trojans. I did a podcast on Mr. Anthony Davis, and I'll talk about him again here. I don't know if it's lesser known, but it's not as known as it should be. One needs to recognize what Anthony Davis did to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in his career. In three years, Anthony Davis against Notre Dame scores 11 touchdowns. In 1974, he scored four touchdowns to lead the Trojans to this astounding comeback where they scored 55 points in 16 minutes to defeat Notre Dame. But what occurred on December 2nd? 1972, two years earlier, hails as the greatest Trojan game day performance. Playing at home in the L.A. Coliseum in front of over 75,000 fans, that sophomore running back took the opening kickoff 97 yards to the house. Then Anthony Davis did it again later that day. Returned a kickoff to the house, that time 96 yards. On that day, Anthony Davis became the only player in history to score six touchdowns against Notre Dame. The other lesser-known historical oddity is that USC was undefeated, untied, and unscored upon in its first two seasons of play. Now, follow this. This this gets a little bit windy here. Follow this. In its first two seasons of play ever. See, 1888 was USC's inaugural season. And the USC Methodists shut out Alliance Athletic Club twice, 16-0 and 4-0. Go to 1889, USC's second season ever, and they were 2-0 again as they shut out St. Vincent's and Pasadena 40 to nothing and 26 to nothing. So here we go. In fact, in three of the first five seasons, USC Methodists went undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. Untied, undefeated, unscored upon in three of the first five seasons. You think this is where it ends, but it doesn't. See, in their seventh season of existence, the fortunes of USC flipped. They lost all three games, never scoring themselves. They lost by 30 to nothing, 22 to nothing, and 22 to nothing. Then, in the eighth and ninth seasons of their existence, every game was a shutout. Some they won, some they lost, some they tied. Unusual beginning for USC. Utah Utes. In 1906, Utah defeated Fort Douglas 129 to nothing. 129 to nothing. Only to be shut out themselves two weeks later by Colorado Mines, 22 to nothing. The second lesser-known historical oddity of the Utah Utes. In 1908, 
Utah opened the season with an 80 to nothing defeat of Pocatello Athletic Association. And then in week five, they defeated Wyoming 75 to nothing. So going into the last game of the season, they had already won by scores of 80 to nothing and 75 to nothing. And Utah suffered a scoreless tie against Idaho, zero to zero. Washington Huskies, first of the lesser known historical oddities. And it's their input into the rivalry with the Oregon Ducks that gets our vote here. Now, this series is just plain fun if you're interested in the unusual. See, Washington-Oregon's rivalry, Washington's input, is just strange. There's no other way to say it. In 1908, they were playing at Oregon, and they had this incredible speed Washington did. And Oregon and Eugene, right, covered the field with six inches of sawdust to slow down the Huskies. It worked. The Huskies were shut out that day. In 1909, the Huskies twice used a flea flicker to defeat <coughs> Oregon. Now, what's unusual here is their flea flicker consisted of three passes on one play. And they did this twice, and they scored both times. In 1962, Washington fans actually tackled Oregon's Larry Hill in the end zone as he was trying to make a catch. Like I say, fun. The second lesser-known historical oddity for Washington is that in 1994, their running back, Napoleon Kaufman, had a 79-yard run, and it was not for a touchdown. And here we go. The last of the Pac-10 teams, but not least, Washington State Cougars. Washington State has had four different Native American coaches, all associated with the Carlisle Indian School in Pennsylvania. The second lesser-known historical oddity is that Washington State's appearance in the 1981 Holiday Bowl ended a 50-5-0, 50-year postseason drought for Washington State, marking their first bowl appearance since the 1931 Rose Bowl. And in that 81 Holiday Bowl, they lost to BYU 38-36. Well, there you have it, a few of the lesser-known historical oddities from every team in the Pac-12. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.